The situation paints a picture of emotional disconnect, unspoken feelings, and missed opportunities for meaningful interactions. It underscores the importance of understanding, adaptability, and proactive inclusion for individuals like Shirley with the upcoming holidays. Welcome to the Listen for Life podcast with Genevieve Richardson. Genevieve is a speech-language pathologist rehabilitating adults with communication challenges after a stroke or due to a neurological impairment. Get equipped with knowledge from experts in the field and professionals you need to know. We'll hear stories and experiences from others who are navigating life with aphasia. So, put your earphones in and take a walk outside. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, a resource, and a support system. We're in this together. Do life. Good morning, everybody. Hello, this is Genevieve with Life Life Speech Pathology. Wow, let me get that out. Sorry, again, I'm multitasking, trying to get Instagram going on my phone. Hello, Instagram. Hello, Facebook and YouTube. So excited to have you guys here and to be sharing with you. My story today is about Shirley. So I'm calling this episode Shirley's Silent Wish for the Holidays. So let's jump in. Golden sunlight draped Shirley in her wheelchair by the window. The room echoed with laughter and the familiar scent of the festive meal. Behind her, an unadorned Christmas tree stood, waiting for its yearly decorations. Years ago, Shirley was at the heart of it all, guiding the meal preparations, teaching the grandkids to mold ornaments and painting, and, in, and initiating the lively annual Pictionary game at Thanksgiving. Today, she observed from the sidelines. Her husband, Peter, was in the kitchen doing his best to replicate her recipes. Her grandkids, once always around her, played cautiously. The youngest, once inseparable from Shirley, now hesitated to approach her. Peter, Sensing her emotions came over. They missed the old times, he murmured. Tears glistening in her eyes, Shirley nodded yes. More than the games or the food, Shirley missed the shared moments, the connections and the collective memories. As dusk approached, Shirley harbored a wish for her family to recognize that her heart still pulsed with love and traditions. She yearned for understanding and above all, for inclusion. This is why I'm here, folks. This is why I'm putting myself out there, out here, out there, pick your preposition. This story is not uncommon at the holidays. I've worked with stroke survivors who have aphasia for almost 30 years. These stories, the Shirley story and the others that I'm going to bring to you on subsequent episodes in this month of October illustrate how lonely the holidays can be. 
but they don't have to be. So let's go through Shirley's story. We're going to analyze it. We're going to break it down. And you're going to come away with some tangible, actionable information, whether it's you who has aphasia or you have a loved one who has aphasia. Let's make these holidays joyful and memorable and aphasia inclusive. So let's keep going. So what's wrong in Shirley's story? The situation paints a picture of emotional disconnect, unspoken feelings, and missed opportunities for meaningful interactions. It underscores the importance of understanding, adaptability, and proactive inclusion for individuals like Shirley with the upcoming holidays. So let's go through a list of what is wrong because understanding what the problem is, is the first step to making changes to improving the situation. First off, Shirley feels isolated. Even though all of her family is around her, she feels alone and separated from the activities and conversations. She is experiencing a changed family dynamic. She used to be the one leading the charge, making the food, um, hosting the activities, getting everybody involved. She's had a role reversal. She's now on the sidelines when her husband's cooking, when she used to cook, and she's not participating in there. And ha we have to keep in mind that when a person has aphasia, how do I want to explain this? And those of you watching or are seeing the replay, if I'm misrepresenting or if there is another perspective, please let me know what it is. What Shirley is experiencing is a role reversal. She used to be the hostess with the mostest but now she's not, she's on the sidelines. She's sitting in a different room. People uh, are not necessarily thinking about her and bringing her into the situation because they're busy with the holiday preparations. There's cooking, there's timing, they're setting the table. There's things that have to happen in a certain order and there's a certain um, flow, I wanna say, when you have a, a similar holiday traditions, similar holiday gatherings over the years, when there are certain activities that happen in the same people, people, everybody has a role. But surely, because she has had a stroke and she's now in a wheelchair, her role has changed. She doesn't necessarily know how to get involved. She also could be experiencing some depression and some sadness. This is a common situation for folks with aphasia, particularly within the first few years after an aphasia, as they are going through so many changes, identity changes, maybe some personality changes, interaction changes. So some other things that could be wrong with the situation. There is a lack of adapted communication. The grandkids aren't approaching her. Maybe they don't know what to say with her. Maybe they are uncomfortable with the wheelchair. Um, it looks like grandma, 
but she doesn't sound like grandma. She doesn't talk like grandma. She's not doing the things that grandma normally does. And in this situation, Shirley has young kids. Her youngest grandchild is five. Her oldest is seven, almost eight. Shirley has a loss of identity. She's not doing what she could do before. She has physical limitations. She has an emotional disconnect. Her daughter came in, kissed her on the cheek, and then promptly went to the kitchen to help dad with the cooking. Uh, the son-in-law, her daughter's husband, uh, also gave her a, a kiss on the cheek and said, hi, mom. And he went off to deal with the kids. She's also missing out on the opportunities with her family, with the shared conversation and the interactions and, oh, Joey, how was the such and such at school last week? You know, it's hard for her to put her words together. She's having trouble putting her thoughts together, forming words. She has difficulty with her speech outside of just her language. But the thing about Shirley, she knows what's going on. She has a very good sense of what's happening around her. She can follow tidbits of conversation. But for her, with her specific type of aphasia, she um, only catches bits and pieces. Her concentration is such that she has to focus really hard on just one conversation and if she gets distracted by activity or a different conversation, she'll lose what she's just heard. So the extra noise and think about the chaos at the holidays, that's really hard for her to follow along. Her strength is when she's just one-on-one -on -one or in a group of a couple of people hearing one conversation where people are taking turns, they're not talking over each other, then she can follow along. So what does Shirley want her family to know? Her deepest desire is for her family to understand what it's like for her to have aphasia. She's gone, it's been about a year since her stroke and she's gone through speech therapy, but she doesn't have therapy anymore. She was discharged from therapy because her insurance said that she had reached a plateau and they refused to pay. Shirley wants her family to know what works for her language and what doesn't work for her language. When I started working with Shirley, we sat down with her husband and we went through what her, her strengths, what are her weaknesses, and what are the strategies that her husband specifically can do with her to not only include her in situations when they are one-on-one, -on -one, but also during the holidays. But we hadn't worked together very long before she went through this particular Thanksgiving. And again, because everybody's roles had changed and there's the chaos of the holidays, these strategies kind of fell to the wayside. What Shirley wants her family to know, she is still there. She is still the person she always was. Just because she can't get her words out and talk doesn't mean she doesn't know what's going on. She is still Shirley. She's the Shirley that they know and love. She also wants them to understand 
that she wants that deeper connection. Think about if you are not the person with aphasia, if you're hearing me now and you do not have aphasia, what would it be like if you couldn't speak? What would it be like if you couldn't think of your thoughts? If you couldn't fully formulate your thoughts to indicate a want, a need, a desire. The last thing that Shirley really wants her family to understand is that she needs to be involved. She needs to be purposefully included in the activities. Even though roles and capabilities have shifted, there's still things Shirley can do. So it's so important for the family, for her husband, it has to start with a significant other. So let's take this specific situation. Peter is taking on the cooking role where Shirley used to do that before. He could bring her into the kitchen, set her up at a table or at the counter and involve her in the things that she can do. Maybe she can do stirring. Maybe she can be the taste tester. Maybe she can help with the, you know, the turkey gets out on the plate. It's maybe it's a whole turkey or it's, it doesn't matter. The turkey's on the plate. Maybe she could decorate around the plate. Maybe she could add some simple decorations around the table or whatever the case may be. You have to stop and think before the holidays even start. How do, how do, what can Shirley do and how do you involve her? You're going to have to carve out some time in the day to include her. It's going to take time. You're going to have to plan for it. Have a conversation. So her husband could have a conversation and say, honey, let's talk through Thanksgiving and the things that we're going to do and let's try and make some adjustments. Shirley can answer yes and no or nod her head or shake her head. She can use some basic gestures to get her message across. Peter could sit down with her. They can work through what the activities of the day are going to be and see where she can fit in. He can also do things like ask his daughter to make sure she's looking out and checking in on mom. Um, make sure she has what she needs, make sure she is physically in the same room and is near the hub of activity. Whether she's talking or not, she can still be there. And that is being inclusive. So let's go over some other adjustments that the family can make. Shared activities, whether it's picking out the ornaments to put on the tree, because Shirley's holiday tradition is to decorate the Christmas tree on Thanksgiving while all of her family's there. So she could help direct what ornaments, some of what ornaments go where. She could interact with the children. Maybe her daughter can bring an ornament over to mom and a grandkid comes over and says, grandma, where do you want me to put the ornament? And she can point and and indicate where she would like it to go. This doesn't have to be for every ornament, but get creative families. Central and inclusive seating. Make sure she is not alone. Put her where there's easy access, perhaps to the bathroom from the table, where she can manipulate herself, wheel herself around in the wheelchair so she can 
move around. Shirley can get by. She can use her left leg and move the wheelchair. She can use her left hand to help roll herself where she needs to go. But we need to make sure the path is clear so she can do that. If your house is overly crowded, move some stuff out of the way. Let's think about adapting communication. Ask more yes and no questions for Shirley because that's a strength of hers. Reassure the little ones. This is where preparation before Thanksgiving even happens. Sit down. If you're the daughter of Shirley and, and the son-in-law, sit down with your kids and explain in simple terms that they can understand what's different with grandma and how what they can do and how can they interact with her. Shirley loves hugs. She loves kisses. She loves when her youngest granddaughter puts her head on her shoulder and says, I love you, grandma. Why can't this still happen? But we as the people surrounding the person with aphasia, we have to make this happen. Also, we need to celebrate Shirley's legacy. She has always hosted Thanksgiving. She's always brought the family together and included everybody and made it fun and joyful and wonderful. You can still celebrate those wonderful memories. Pull out a scrapbook if you have it. Look at some family pictures. If you have a family movie or you can just even reminisce about happy Thanksgivings that have already happened. Are you Shirley? Are you the person with aphasia who desperately seeks connection and you're worried about the holidays and how that's going to be? Or are, do you have a significant other that is Shirley? So let's wrap up this episode. Uh, in today's episode, we talked about Shirley and Shirley's world living with aphasia. This is a world where traditions and memories are cherished, yet there's so many challenges for communication and connection in the home. Shirley's heartfelt desire is to remind us that despite her aphasia, she is still who she's always been. She has not changed. She can still smile at her grandkids. She can still laugh with simple jokes. She can still participate. She longs for general connection, to be actively involved in family traditions, and most importantly, she wants her family to understand and have patience with her. She loves her family more than anything, and she needs to be a part of it. Shirley's story paints a picture of just one individual with aphasia. Whether we need to adapt games, remember Shirley's favorite game is Pictionary. Why not let her be the judge? But don't just bring it on her. Help her be successful in that endeavor. Maybe she can still participate in painting of the ornaments, even if it's with her left hand. Set her up at the table. Put her in the middle of the grandkids so that she, whether she's painting or not, she can look over. She can pat them on their on their shoulder or squeeze their hand. In coming episodes, we're do I'm doing another three more episodes about the holidays. Every Thursday, Instagram, 
Facebook, and YouTube. I will broadcast live, and then after that, these replays will be available on my website. So I'd love for you, as a favor to me, I know you're all busy, share these uh, recordings with people you know. People, other people who have aphasia, other families you know who have a loved one with, with aphasia. Every Thursday, 11 a.m. Central, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. When you go to my website, dolifespeechpathology.com forward slash holidays, on there you will see the replays. You will have direct links to these live shows. I would appreciate you commenting, uh, leave your story, ask questions, be interactive, because this is what this is about. This is why I'm here, everybody. So if you miss an episode, do lifespeechpathology.com forward slash holidays. And before I wrap, I have a special training I'm offering to you, the aphasia community. It's for caregivers and people with aphasia. It's entitled from Challenge to Cheer, Solutions for Aphasia Inclusive Holiday Celebrations. I'm teaching a masterclass. It will be on Thursday, November the 2nd at 5.30 p.m. Central. I'm allowing a 60-minute masterclass where you're going to come away with tools and strategies to help you foster meaningful conversations during the holidays ensuring that every gathering is filled with joy, understanding, and the warmth of shared memories. Stay tuned next week. I'll tease even more uh, tips, strategies, takeaways. We're going to talk about two different people who also have aphasia, what they want you to know about the holidays, how to analyze the situation, and how to put steps in place to make holidays more inclusive. Thank you as always for listening. I appreciate each of you. If I can be of service to any of you, do not hesitate to reach out in the comments. Send me a private message through social media, or you can reach me directly through my website or hello at dolifespeechpathology.com. Have a wonderful week. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Listen for Life podcast. We hope you feel empowered and supported. Head over to listenforlifepodcast.com to see the show notes with links and information from today's episode. Do you have a topic, a resource to share, or a guest recommendation? inquiring minds want to know. Let us know in the comments section. 